0: Hello and welcome back to Uniquely Created. I'm Chrissy and I'm glad you're joining me for Mindflow Monday. What a crazy week, right? Just when we think things can't get any more bizarre, it's kind of like the world takes that as a challenge. More bizarre? Let's meet Washington this week. And it's easy to let that throw us into a tizzy. But can I ask you something? What good does that do? Should we be upset by what is happening? Absolutely. How could we not? People are turning to anger and violence to voice their feelings, and we have a country not only divided, but feeling as though they are unheard and their voices don't count. Is that something that should concern us? Yes, but how we react to it is going to be indicative of one big thing, and that is where we put our trust. Because if we are putting our trust in Washington DC, in an election, or even the way the investigation into the election was held, we are doomed before we even begin. That shouldn't be where our hope comes from. Our hope comes from Jesus. I think it can be easy to look at the problems of the world and think that a change in policy or a shift in government is the answer. And we're not the first ones to do it. We're also not the first ones to fall on our faces when it's pointed out that the government, while it may be able to rule, does not have the ultimate control. So while we should pray for them for their discernment, wisdom, and righteous leading, why should we think that they ultimately have the ability to bring the type of restoration that we are in need of Travel with me to First Samuel, where the people also thought that it was government that mattered. When Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons as Israel's leaders. The name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second was Abijah, and they served at Beersheba. But his sons did not follow his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain and accepted bribes and perverted justice. So all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, You are old, and your sons do not follow your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. But when they said, Give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord. And the Lord told him, Listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king as they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are doing to you. Now listen to them, but warn them solemnly, and let them know what the king who will reign over them will claim as his rights. The chapter goes on to say that Samuel warned them of what it meant to have a king, but they didn't listen. Let's pick it up in verse 18. When that day comes, you will cry out for relief from the king you have chosen, but the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to listen to Samuel. No, they said, we want a king over us. Then we will be like all the other nations with a king to lead us and to go out before us and fight our battles. When Samuel heard all that the people said, he repeated it before the Lord. The Lord answered, listen to them and give them a king. We know that Saul becomes king and the people see his power. But the story doesn't end here. In chapter 12, Samuel is talking to the people about their choices. It starts in verse 11. Then the Lord sent Jerobal, Barak, Jephthal, and Samuel, and he delivered you from the hands of your enemies all around you so that you lived in safety. But you saw that Nahash, king of the Ammonites, was moving against you. You said to me, No, we want a king to rule over us, even though the Lord your God was your king. Now here is the king you have chosen, the one you asked for. See, the Lord has sent a king over you. If you fear the Lord and serve and obey Him and do not rebel against His commands, and if both you and the King who reigns over you follow the Lord your God, good. But if you do not obey the Lord and if you rebel against His commands, His hand will be against you as it was against your ancestors. Was Saul able to bring victory to the people? Yes, when he listened to God, when God's hand was for him. But God was in control. It's wonderful. To support the government, but that is not the be-all-end-all. God is. Look at what this story says. The people wanted a king to fight for them. Do you want a king to fight for you or do you want God to fight for you? So right now, that's where we should be crying out to. God. Do we need something to change? Yes. So cry out to God for that change because he can do far more than any political party ever could. We should be praying to him to intervene. To show and do what only God can do. Psalm 121 says, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Not from Capitol Hill, from God, from God alone. We should care about who is elected, but we should know that God is in control. That he is the one who knows all and can sort this whole mess out. He can take the chaos and he could show his glory. And remember that no matter how crazy things may seem, God is on the throne. And that is what matters. Thanks for joining me today. Remember, you can always find more uniquely created on Facebook or Instagram. And if you know someone who you think would like this podcast, pass it on. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon.